Two inner conflict resolution experts, Corinne Lawrence and Ali Ansel, invite you to join them for a deep and vulnerable conversation about values and how working with values transforms how we see the world. Through conflict resolution, self-inquiry, and practical spirituality, Corinne and Ali help bring clarity to the chaos of life and address why we feel so indecisive, disconnected, and confused about our purpose, and how we can use mindset, skill set, and process to do something about it. So today, we're going to be talking about assertiveness. Uh, we just were in excitement mode because we just finished up uh, a course, values-based assertiveness, and now it's available for people to, to take whenever they want. And so now we're all jazzed about talking about assertiveness and thought we would talk about why assertiveness is personally important to each of us and what our relationship is with that values-based assertiveness content. Mm-hmm. I really like this. Assertiveness is so important to me. I'll tell you, Ellie, like, it's what we were just, um, I've talked about this before, but mm, I was raised with um, a very volatile, very um, uh, aggressive uh, parent one parent, and then a very conflict avoidant second parent. And um, I have had a very like conscious decision, like I am not going to be this kind of aggressive with my feelings. And so the only other model I had was conflict avoidance. And I, and I tried that and that didn't work very good for me either, because one of my key values is I'm a truth teller and courage and like connection these are all values that are really important to me and I tried both of them out neither of them worked for me one shut me down and one was so unkind and so unloving it just was not even close to what I would do um and learning like the interest-based negotiation skill set of mediation I was like this is what I've been waiting for my whole life and and being super shocked by the people not being as excited as me (laughs) but like and this means we have a language for us how to like communicate ourselves assertively how to say what we want without hurting other people with our truth and they're like yeah that's fun that's neat (laughs) and I was like no 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 that's not Hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. And for people who are hearing this stuff for the first time, like people in the class, like I'm thinking too about when I was in mediation training or when I would like teach it later, the people who are hearing it for the first time, you could just see them. <laughs> it's like, and that's what's the, I think the most important for, piece for me about this assertiveness awareness is the permission knowing that it's there and get being given permission to use it. I've had, I had so many like little hopeful nuggets inside myself as I was learning this piece that were saying, are we allowed to do that? Like, wait, if I'm allowed to do that, this could be life-changing. Like the things I could do, the places I'll go, the changes I could make that would make me happier in my life if I 
gave myself permission to admit to myself what I want and then say it and then hold it and act on, on with, with that being the number one priority. That is so like the, the, I think assertiveness can come across as a little bit um, one dimensional if we're not looking at the deeper, um, uh, the ways that it actually can happen in a fulsome way because assertiveness can sound like if I'm using an I statement, I'm being assertive and there's truth to that mm-hmm. but there was so much more going on under the surface of like the essence and mindset of assertiveness and I have heard I statements used and I smell bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah you're following the formula or I'm following the formula and there are some steps being missed there because there's a lot more going on and those are the juicy bits that are very exciting to me. And it's maybe it's that intention piece and mindset piece around the permission. Mm-hmm. There's like inner work that needs to be done in order to embody that assertiveness space in a really like true way. Yeah, exactly. And just for context to make sure people know what we're talking about when we say assertiveness it's being able to say what you want need value um, in a way that is uh, also holding space for the other person to say what they want need and value um, without um, losing the balance on both of those mm-hmm. as opposed to some and we go deeper in the course about what is aggressive uh, communication style versus an assertive communication style versus a passive aggressive or a passive communication style. But it's, it's, that's essentially the, the nugget there is being able to clearly express in a way that somebody else doesn't wonder what you value, um, but it doesn't jeopardize or create defensiveness in that other person. I love that other side, actually. And I'm noticing a bit of a, like, I think there are extreme examples of that where we'll say like, I don't care what you want. We're going to this restaurant or some version of that, but there are more subtle versions, which are like, um, maybe I'll call it like dropping an I statement bomb on someone and then Mm -hmm. just like clearing out, you know, like you kind of like swing by and you're like, I realized after our conversation that I need, um, you know, more understanding. So I don't want to talk to you for a month. See ya. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's actually pretty aggressive. Yeah. And we got the right eyes in there, (laughs) but something's being missed. Yes. And I think it's easy to get a bit righteous about assertiveness. And forget that the other person is involved. <laughs> the other person needs to be involved if we're doing a relational thing. Mm-hmm. And um, this assertiveness work, using values and incorporating like the communication 
skill set takes that into account, which is so exciting to me because nothing is missed. It's like everything here is included for you to do this really well. Yes. And and it's tricky because it has so many components to it, self-awareness, and then taking that self-awareness into um, an I-based statement um, or a because statement, because I value this, I will need um, something like this for me. Um, Can you let me know how you feel about this? Um, Like those are, that's a lot to do in a heated moment, particularly. And it's a lot to do if there is some power imbalance or some uncertainty or some fear about belonging or connection. Like those things all are in real time happening and sometimes below the surface, below our awareness, below our like consciousness of it. Um, But we have a pretty good idea that we're scared. It's a scary thing to do. It feels like a high risk thing to do. And so we uh, avoid and then pop over into aggressiveness because we are so threatened because we've been overrun so many times or we're so scared of something that it just erupts into an aggressive statement or into a, a disconnection of, I don't care. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, you, you run the show like you always do. Um, or the one that I chose, uh, the passive aggressive sarcasm. And, you know, when I started off talking about not wanting to be the aggressor, not wanting to be the avoider, but I'm a truth teller. I had to do something to say what was important to me and what was in my heart or to call out somebody's nonsense. And I chose sarcasm and we go a little bit into this, into the workshops. I won't go too deep into it, but that's a passive aggressive state where you're dropping off your truth in in the guise of a joke, um, but not involving that other person into a conversation. You drop it, like you drop like a steaming pile (laughs) onto their front lawn and and you just drive off. Sort of like what you were describing. And that is not okay. And this assertiveness is all based around, we assume that you want to be in relationship with this person. And if you do, you you want to not use aggressiveness. You want to not use assert, uh, passiveness or passive aggressive because those are disconnecting from relationship tools. Assertiveness is the one tool It is an investment in your relationship with that other person and an investment in your relationship with yourself. I love the way you're honing in on these different communication styles. It's, I like that we, I feel like I'm looking at the workbook right now for value-based assertiveness. And I like that we really laid that out because I, and the way we talk about it is like, here's what we're doing when we move from each of these and we all move from each of these. So just know that none of us are immune and it's okay. And each one actually serves a purpose. Yep. And I like that you're honing in on like the passive aggressive um, style and using sarcasm as an example, because I don't think we tend to understand the harm that sarcasm has on ourselves and others. 
And I'm looking at, there's a piece here where it talks about the consequence of using a particular style. Hmm. And we use it from the lens of values. And in this one, it says passive aggressive. The consequence is both of our values are not satisfied. Yeah. So what's interesting is we're using a style that we need to use in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting what I need and neither is the other person. Yeah. I look at this, this uh, chart and notice that my go-to style was definitely more passive, like super high on the agreeableness scale in terms of conflict styles, very accommodating. And it shows up. The consequence is my values are not satisfied, which is interesting because other people's values can be satisfied by my passive agreeableness. And so it's hard sometimes to know that I don't want to use that passive style because everyone else is happy. Everyone else is messaging to me that they're good. And Allie is so easy to be around. And like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I feel so uh, like I have room. I have extra room when I'm around Allie because she takes up less room. (laughs) And, and it's, it took me a while to realize that I was harming myself because um, the apathy tool was used a lot for me. Like I literally believed, I don't care. It's fine. It doesn't matter to me where we go because that was so effective in keeping me safe. If I don't care, then I don't need to take responsibility for what we do. I don't need to do the hard thing and disagree. I don't need to go against my tendency to choose peace over everything else. And, uh, that was a really hard and still is a really hard pattern to switch up and move as much as I can into a more assertive space when it makes sense, where not only is the other person's needs getting met, which is obviously very, very important to me as a you know recovering passive communicator, yeah. but also I get my own needs met too. Yeah. And so I'm not resentful of the person that I'm in a long-term friend or romantic or family relationship with that feels way better (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what they're missing out is getting to know you that's right and you're getting to miss out of knowing you Mm. that's sad because knowing you is pretty cool Mm. so much better and took took some hard, it was a hard transition because people I'm friends with for a long time who didn't really know me and suddenly I'm revealing myself. Are they going to get along with the actual me or not? Some mm-hmm. of them not. Yeah. And so, but they leave for <clears throat> either I, I leave them or they leave me. And yeah. then there's room for other relationships that are truly um in line with what suits me the the real me that i'm sharing and and that's a worthwhile trade-off although painful a worthwhile trade-off because then i feel seen that's such a big need to feel seen is just Mm -hmm. when that value is met it's like one of the best things for me Mm -hmm. It's so true. And they, and through like this, not 
not on purpose, but you you were taking that um, ability to see you that was being taken from them before they could even reject you or accept you. It wasn't even on the table and and accepted, but not really accepted because they didn't even have a chance to know for sure. And this is where that hypersensitivity to um, external, what's going on externally, I think gets honed. We've talked about that before. Um, If I don't really know what I like and don't like, and I'm not going to, I don't need to know what I like and don't like, because I'm not going to assert it anyway, then it's really important that I know what the choice should be. What are other people doing? Mm. Like I remember as a kid, friends in like junior high or something, maybe high school, talking, bragging kind of in a weird way about, oh man, this weekend, I didn't give up. I didn't even get out of bed till 11 a.m. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh, wow, I get up way earlier than that. Like, I must be doing something wrong. Mm. I should practice. I should like, even though no one's talking to me or asking (laughs) me about when I am getting up, like, I need to like, and I literally, it sounds so crazy now, but I forced myself to sleep in later because it was messaged in that moment. Mm -hmm. This is what is acceptable to do. And if somebody were to ask, then I could honestly tell them I'm following the rules of what teenagers do. Right. And worth a shot, like worth, like maybe I got up because I thought I liked getting up, but maybe I liked sleeping in. Like that's a good like teenage years to try things out. Um, And good way to find out. Maybe I like sleeping in, maybe I don't. But it's the intention behind the thing, right? If I had said to myself, oh, I didn't know that was an option. That's exciting for me to try out. Great. Ah. But instead it was, oh, I'm out of line. Uh, I'm doing it wrong. Back in line. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's like many other people would say that getting up earlier is actually better. It was like this social pressure of mm-hmm. the peers that I looked up to or something. Yeah. Whose opinion mattered way more than my own. Yeah. And so I made really weird choices. And that was just one of them. But, but yeah, this passive communication style, I'm so, so, so grateful to have learned a different way and to be given permission first externally, but then take an ownership of that, of that permission to do it a different way. Thank God. Yeah. And, and why it was so important to us that we built an entire course around, um, there's something unempowering about um knowing what your values are um having this incredible insight and having no way to communicate that in a way that is of high integrity um doesn't back down doesn't overextend into pushing somebody else's values down that holds you and the other person safe there's nothing worse than having something that you can't express. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, I needed, I was looking for craving and so delighted, inspired when I found a mature way to have a conversation that created safety for my perspective 
and the other persons that fit with my values. Um, and that's where like we we go down to like not just what is assertiveness, but what is assertiveness compared to others? Because that's it's important to understand, like you were pointing out, Allie, what else is on the spectrum around communication styles? Um, and not saying that assertiveness is the only way to communicate, but it's a pretty good one. But there's some other ways that you can talk about your values using these other states or communication styles. But it's we we really want to provide process and a skill set and a mindset to understand why do I want to use it? And we get into all of that in the workshop, um, including like formulas, like it's going to be a little awkward for a while to use an I-based statement when you want to share your, your values, but we want to share with our, our students, like, it's not just enough to know you have to go out and exist in the world now that you have this information. You have to go and share this with people in brave, courageous conversations. And we're not going to just like let you out into the wild <laughs> with no skills to do that. That would be unfair. And we're so happy that we have this skill set mindset process to offer. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a way to do it. Yeah. And I'll just say for folks that were thinking of taking a course and want to be able to do that, like practice or chewing on or what if, or that's why we have a monthly, um, we're calling it like a Zoom Q&A because we go on Zoom and people can ask questions. We'll usually like talk about an interesting values topic that Karine and I are excited about that month, but it's a place for people who are taking the training to, to go to, to talk with other people and to talk with us. And we could do like a little role play. What if they say this? What do I do? Or I tried it and they said this. Now what? That's so fun because that's where it gets embodied. That's where it goes from the paper to inside us. So would really, really um, encourage people to do both. If you're Mm -hmm. taking a course, come because it's free. The Zoom Q&As every month are free. And that's where um, you're really going to be able to keep what you've learned and take it with you I love that yeah it's got it has to come with practice can't just be a I read about it that one time and then you you can't expect it to be with you in that sweaty palm moment uh where you're trying to like share what's really in your heart and what's really important to you with other people you gotta practice it I feel like that's why we try to keep our content as simple as possible. Right. Like when we're in that tricky moment, when someone says something that's like, Oh my gosh, what do I, all I need to remember is like this really simple. What's important to me right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's this. And can I say that? Oh yeah, I can. Okay. And everything else that's distracting can go for now Mm. so that we can stay grounded in our um in our values and use them to communicate assertively it just i when i say those words i feel cliche because of how many times i've said them like that but that's really all that's needed in that moment it's like simplicity it's like it takes you know an hour to write a 20 page essay but six hours to write a a one page totally it took a long time to 
cut out all the chaff and and share this stuff in its simplest form. Absolutely. Anything it's else you want to say? It is really, really good, good stuff. stuff. It's good and stuff. If you hear nothing else, like Ali was saying, you have permission. Say what you know is important to you. And if you're worried that that's going to accidentally undermine or undercut someone else's experience, you can set that aside too, because this way takes that into account and mm -hmm. probably in a, in a more real way than, than the, than for my, in my example, I thought I was doing my absolute best to give everybody else everything they possibly needed. But like you were saying, Kareen, I was doing them a disservice. And now with the assertive communication style, by holding my own, I'm, I'm, it's a gift for them as well. Mm -hmm. And we both get what we need. And, so it, and it creates safe space for them to contribute what they think about this value that you set this agenda around. I want to talk about fairness. You have something that you want to talk about fairness. Um, they probably do. And they would probably love to come into that neutral state uh, conversation uh, as opposed to let's talk about why you suck <laughs> and you are bossy and all that stuff doesn't, it's not part of the conversation anymore because you have said it differently and it leaves them to be not defensive and interested in coming into that conversation. You're inviting them in to share what's in their heart, even if they haven't done the values work. When you are modeling, talking about values, they catch on pretty quick. And they come with you. Actually, I'm realizing that we didn't really talk about a tangible example from start to finish. And you know how much I love those. Mind if I just share an example? You are so good at those. I love it. Yes. The other day, I was going for a bike ride with a friend. And we were planning to go for the bike ride. It was like the first one of the season. We're excited. Our new bikes that we haven't used that much. Let's go out. And the day comes and I've already done a lot that day that was like kind of overstimulating and I didn't really want to go for a bike ride by that point. Um, but I said, I would, you know, commitment, responsibility, reliability, obligation, yeah. obligation. Um, and I really like this person. And I told myself I should want to go for a bike ride because the sun's out. I like this person and I like biking. So I thought I knew myself enough to know that I would like this thing. So I'm just going to ignore that part of myself. Huh. Yeah. That's saying, I don't want to do it. And so we went for a bike ride and they loved it. And I was miserable. Mm -hmm. um, it was like too cold and windy and my ears hurt. And I was already overstimulated. So by the time I got home, I, all I wanted to do was like cocoon in a ball and just like, you know, um, go into healing out. mode. That's yeah. right. And afterwards it, it would have been better to do it earlier but um i need to give myself those graces afterwards i decided to to leave the passive communication style that i was using and instead yeah. move into assertive and just say to them man i am feeling really depleted now and i realize i'm realizing now that i didn't actually really want to go on that bike ride 
Um, and here's what was going on for me and making sure that they knew that it was about me. Yeah. yeah. You know, not personal to them. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and it was a great experience because I got to talk through where I was at with a person who is like, I, I know is able to hear it. Like I felt safe to do that, to share right. this thing. Yeah. And, uh, I was able to talk through, to just say where I'm at, which is such an empowering for, for someone who is used to not feeling like they have permission to say, saying is a healing moment in itself. Number two, having it be received with kindness and non-judgment is another healing step, which I ended up getting, which is a nice bonus. Yeah. And then the third part is now this person is in the loop mm-hmm. <laughs> about my experience. And so we were, they were able to share with me, like, how, now that they have the full story, what they may have, how they may have accommodated my side of the story and how we might have done it differently, how we might do it differently next time. And I felt um, among all the other things I already mentioned, I also felt a lot more connected to them. Mm-hmm. At the I, I hesitated sharing because I was afraid that it would hurt us. Yeah. But it actually connected us. Right. You invested in that relationship and they responded by also investing in the relationship. Oh my gosh. And whenever I do stuff like that, I'm like, Allie, you know this girl. (laughs) Like it's so hard to put our little selves on the line. It is. It's a tiny example. And I can trick myself into thinking, Allie, this is so small. It doesn't matter. Just go on the stupid bike ride. But it's the tiny examples that really get in. It's like death by a thousand cuts. Use the tiny examples to practice because the risk is low. Yeah. Safe relationships, great time to practice. Yes. Um, And it it builds self-trust too. I can trust that I can walk into this conversation um, with integrity, with good intentions, And even if it goes sideways, I trust that it was worth it. Um, And I trust that because I've practiced so many times that I can hold myself safe and exit out safely. Like, like, okay, this isn't working out. This isn't what I, how I wanted this to go. So let's just leave it. And we're no worse for wear in the, in the practicing. Yeah. And that happens. And then we get more discerning about when's the right time to share who's the right person to share with yeah and by the way I just want to clarify um I think we can get speaking for myself in our heads about if I share it that means I'm telling the world that something needs to happen differently and I don't think that that's true all the time I've heard people say well what would be the point of saying that because I had to go like to say to the person I don't want to go to this party I had to go. So what's the point of sharing? And there's a lot to unpack in there. But in this particular example, I could have said, um, I think it's important not to make the leap and say, listen, I 
don't, I'm not, I'm not really feeling going biking right now. I feel overstimulated. And if I had said that beforehand, yeah. it actually doesn't necessarily need to lead to, and so we don't go biking. Right. Maybe it will. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we talk about it and they say, oh, okay. So like, what's I, that's good to know that you don't want to go. And yeah, I just feel like I'm going to be cold and my ears are like, they tend to get, you know, so I just feel like, and so, but then maybe I wear a toque or I, or we go for a shorter bike ride or we make sure we stay in the sun or like now there's a negotiation happening. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even if you feel like even if there's this story going, there's no point in sharing, try anyway and just see what happens. Yeah. There might be parts of that story that are less true than we think. I'll hear people say that sometimes around like dating, like, oh, I don't want to go into this whole thing to tell them that I'm like not interested or to tell, like put a bunch of work into telling them how I want the date to go. Cause I don't really think I'm even that into them. So it wouldn't be worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. (laughs) Like missed opportunity. Exactly. Try it anyway. And number one, then you'll be able to say the thing you said it, which is hard. Number two, maybe you give them an an opportunity to see you. And number three, maybe a new outcome is revealed that you didn't even know was there until you shared yourself. Yeah. I totally agree. And at the very least, even if it goes terribly poorly, that's new information that was really important. And you also got to know yourself better in this around bike riding while being overstimulated. I have learned something important about myself that uh, I'm now going to be better at sharing. Like that's a big outcome that is well worth it. Mm-hmm. Even if you do all the work and you don't share it at the last minute, okay. But you've got that now more ready for when you do share it the next time. Or like when you shared it this time and you shared it after, this is a great example. Um, you gave them a lot of information about what's important to you um, that can be considered next time. Or if you decide and say, I can't go similar to, remember how that last time went? Um, I'm having a similar kind of day and I don't want to go, can we just go for coffee? They will already have an insight knowing that this is about you not and, and not have those insecurities that they don't have the, the language or vocabulary to share. Um, they have a better chance of not taking it personally. Mm-hmm. And you have a closer to accurate outcome that was intended. Like now I'm like talking myself into this. I'm like, why, why do, why, why do we ever not do that? Doesn't it seem I mean, so obvious? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a really good life skill to have. And it's astonishing how quickly it becomes integrated into how you do your life, how you talk to everybody. And it's a really great skill to have. And you're modeling something that is really, it's leadership skills, it's communication skills, it's negotiation skills, it's self-awareness skills. Like it's all that. 
life, regardless of your job or who your friends are, the type, like it doesn't matter. Parenting life will be (laughs) Um, parenting. Yeah. Whether you have kids or not. Um, I don't want to say that life will be better right away, but life will move into a direction that is more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone who believes in manifesting, um, to use even in that internal space, when you're talking to whatever, however you think manifesting works, being assertive with what you want to manifest that is rooted in why you want it is a really um, mature way of manifesting something that has a better chance of getting you what you want. Mm. So for example, because I value um, peace, I would like to manifest a really peaceful, I would like to, I, I would like to manifest um, a day a week of, of um no plans and I would like to manifest that in my time schedule Mm -hmm. is that what you're thinking Mm Karine exactly something like that or if we're manifesting a love to come into our life Mm -hmm. I because I value peace I want to manifest um a lover that comes into my life that doesn't create drama and is is just like um somebody who fits in really nicely I fit in nicely in their world and so it's not I'm not manifesting he's six feet tall with brown hair I'm talking about their energy and that leaves the universe with so many beautiful options to bring that into my world Mm. yeah as opposed to these fear-based I don't want this and I don't want that then like the manifesting energy is more childlike or like less well thought out. And it's more about what you don't want, which we know is dangerous in the manifesting world. Um, yeah, sorry. I took this in a little weird tangent there, but it, it absolutely is getting clear with um, who you are to make it clear what you want and why you want it is a really empowering space. And I, yeah, it speaks to how, how pervasive and um, permeating the assertiveness communication style is. It affects everything, our external world, our internal world, and then the way that we are connected to everything else, all other living things. Like it's just so worthwhile. It's the right thing to do. All the cool kids are doing it. You should do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, it's super cool. If that didn't sell you, just know it's what all the cool kids are doing. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, not much people cooler than you and I, Ellie. (laughs) As long as we think we're cool, that's got to count for something, right? The two biggest darks ever. (laughs) Don't ask your 14-year-olds whether or not we're cool. You don't want to hear the answer to that. Thank you for joining Corrine and Ali on a journey to create a decisive, connected, and meaningful life. You can start your values journey for free with our values assessment quiz, which will help you choose what values are most present in your life right now.
Or if you're struggling with something and feel a values-based lens from a couple of inner conflict resolution experts may offer some useful insights, you can email us at connect at values-baseliving.com with your question. We might even create a podcast for you around that topic. Click the link in the show notes for more details.